Hello, and welcome to Fertility in Focus, a podcast dedicated to exploring the complex and emotional journey of fertility. I'm your host, Carolyn Dubay, and I am thrilled to share this space with you. Whether you're actively trying to conceive, considering your options, or simply interested in learning about fertility, we're here to offer insight, inspiration, and hope. Each week, we'll feature interviews with leading fertility experts and real stories from people who have experienced the highs and lows of building a family of their dreams. So let's dive in and bring fertility into focus. Welcome back to another episode of Fertility in Focus, a podcast by Fertility Matters Canada. My name is Carolyn Dubay, and I am the Executive Director with Fertility Matters. We are a registered Canadian charity, and we provide support, information, education, and resources, as well as uh, do advocacy work for more equitable access to fertility care in Canada. I am sitting virtually with a very cool guest today. This person has a his own personal journey with fertility struggles and noticed a gap in the fertility world and in the support that not only he received, but in others and has since turned his journey and his experiences into a very cool project. I'm here with Haig Avsharan, who is the writer and director of Pulling the Goalie, which is a short film. It's a dramatic comedy about a beer league hockey player who was struggling with fertility and kind of shows that very raw emotional side that a male partner can experience when they are on their fertility journey. Haig, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for creating this film. I am really excited to introduce this film through our podcast to our listeners. So thank you for spending some time with me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. I was really looking forward to it, Carolyn. So Haig, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your own, you know, your own fertility story just to kind of paint a picture of where things started and and where things are now. Sure. I mean, my, my uh, infertility journey with my wife uh, started with our first Megan, who is now 13. And so this really was quite some time ago, like, like many couples, you know, we went into it knowing, well, you know, maybe it'll take a little while, but I think we both were like thinking it was going to happen pretty quickly. And so it, didn't. And so one month to two to three, and then the, the sort of the questioning and concern, and then it started to build to, you know, stress and all kinds of very incredibly difficult emotional moments. And then finally, you know, it was like, wow, we have to go seek a fertility specialist. And that was like, that was the opening of the world of infertility. It's like, we were now learning all about this about this world, uh, like so many people that go through this experience. So it was, you know, incredibly emotional, incredibly difficult. Uh, and it was un- unbelievably uncertain if anything would ever happen. And, you know, what was going to be the future? And like, it was uh, such a stressful and emotionally difficult time. Um, and so we kept, you know, one foot in front of the other. And I kept learning about it, and how common it is. But then no one talks about it and then you don't hear about it. So it's uh, so interesting that that was the case. And then how expensive it is. I couldn't believe that. Like, and that insurance isn't covering it. Uh, it was just all these things were kind of hitting me at the same time. So as we went along, you know, I was just learning more and more about it while we were dealing with it. because It was very tough. 
we ended up doing um, IUI cycles to, uh, you know, to try and get pregnant. And I think for us, thankfully, it, we did probably like three cycles. And I think eventually it did work. But um, through that whole time, there was no certainty whatsoever. And then, you know, you look at the cost and I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, how do regular folks like, you know, because I had a good job, you know, and I was doing all right. But even for me, it was like, man, this is expensive and it's not covered. And I'm like, how do people do this? How do people? And, and so the idea that you couldn't afford to have children really struck something deep inside of me as so unjust, so unfair and, and horrible. Uh, and I think that's the thing that kind of has driven me ever since that that feeling really drove me. So eventually I uh, started coming up with these ideas and these different um some of it was funny, you know, because I just can't help it. I kind of, you know, and I play hockey. And so the metaphor of pulling the goalie um, where you try to get pregnant, most people know that metaphor, but not everybody. But in Canada, I think a higher percentage would know it. <laughs> uh, and over the course of, you know, 12 years, 11 years, I chipped away at a screenplay for a full feature screenplay about about to, to kind of show from a man's perspective in a funny, approachable way but honoring the path that is very hard and honoring the different journeys. Cause there are so many different journeys and they're all unique. And then it became something I was just driven to have to do. And so got it down to a short story, short film and uh, named it pulling the goalie. And, you know, uh, again, I'm uh, happy with how it turned out. And I, my goal is really for as many people to see it as possible and to help as many people as possible and the people around them, especially it's really for the people going through it, but especially the people around them to get an insight into what that world looks like, because it isn't talked about. It's not something a lot of people want to get out and talk about. And it's incredibly powerful and emotional. And uh, hopefully this film you know, honors that and can help people who have no experience with infertility and yeah. tells them how common it is. It, it's, it calls that out right, right in the film. I'm really excited to dig into the film. But before we do that, Ike is actually, you're in the U.S. And so even though our healthcare systems are different, many Canadian uh, provinces are not covering fertility so or fertility treatment. So to your point, it is very expensive, very inaccessible for many people. And it, you're right to say, how are people doing this? And the reality is many aren't because of that barrier. So thank you for addressing that. I'd love to know. Like how during, you know, when you were 13 years ago or 14 years ago, maybe even a few more years than that, when you were sort of in the, the depths of this, where did you find support? Did you know anybody in your life at that time? You are a man. We know that men don't talk about this as much as the female counterparts typically are. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that experience for you as a man, especially. I was alone in the wilderness, you know, is what it was. I mean, I didn't know anybody that I had ever heard of who had gone through it, even though I, as I found out, many people who were close to me had gone through it, but I never knew. But I had found that out years later. So at the time, it was completely us alone. And my wife, Emma, and I alone, uh, going through it alone, feeling alone, feeling isolated, uh, feeling all kinds of stuff, ashamed, so what I had done at that time 
is I, I just, I, again, I started learning about it and there was a, the, the one site I think I looked up that I pulled up in the U S is uh, resolve is a, a big organization. And I started looking on their site and that was, that was helpful because it, it also gave me a whole bunch of things of like what to tell people around you. Well, here are things not to say, just knowing that, okay, there's a resource and this is what it is and that there are helpful things out there for people, but we, we just didn't talk about it. And my wife's very private and she didn't want to get into it with anybody, including like her closest friends. So it like isolated her from her closest friends. So it just kept isolating us and made it even harder. And as a man, it questioned some very primal issues. Like, can you have children? The reality of you may not be able to have children at all. You may not be able to have a biological child and you have to like wrap your head around that. And that was like that, you know, that's like the ground moving beneath you kind of feeling. And there was, I felt like there was really nowhere to really turn. And my wife was, you know, struggling with it pretty heavily. So so that was just a really hard time. And I didn't feel like there was any resource or person to talk to about it. You know, online, you read some of the threads, you know, and some of that was kind of helpful, I guess, you know, just to see that other people out there are going through it. Um, so having something that really expressed it, I think would have been, you know, that would have addressed it from, you know, like a man's point of view, I think for me would have been really helpful. It's sometimes, you know, with a problem, it's, it's not like it solves your problem necessarily, but somehow having, you know, something that kind of helps um, for you to be seen and speaks with your voice in a, in a voice that's like yours and expresses the same sentiments, somehow that does have a calming effect. And so I certainly would like to think, would love to think that this, uh, the, the film would help some people with that, that would say, oh, wow, okay, that that definitely I relate to that. I relate to that. It doesn't make your problems any easier, but somehow it does help uh, in my experience. Yeah. And I think you've hit some really good points. I have heard time and time again, and even from my personal experience going through a fertility journey with my husband, you know, we weren't always on the same page. We were going through fertility treatment about 10, right, 11 right. years ago, just it was really challenging. I was in a bad spot. He was in a bad spot. We were never in the same spot at the same time. So finding that support even within each other was really challenging. And conversations that we've had, you know, as recently as last week, my husband says, you know, even though we had male factor infertility, so the fertility issue we had was with my husband. He said, not once did anybody ask me how I was. And I mm. didn't know, like, it was always, how's Carolyn? How's Carolyn? Because I was the one doing the treatment, probably right. because we also, they have probably assumed the issue was with me, even though we were pretty vocal about or open about what the issue was. And he has said that time and time again. And the more we talk and the more I talk to men, they say, you know, how you connect with the information, where you're finding support. And I think the film does a really good job. So it truly does. I remember, and I know it's a dramatic comedy and parts of it are quite comedic. I mean, just even the title I adore as a Canadian, we are a hockey family. I think it's great and would attract the audience that really does need that sort of support and connection in community of men who are sort of potentially floundering without knowing where to turn or who to 
talk to or, or have their feelings validated as quietly or as outwardly as they, they seem. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about the film. So for our listeners, I've watched the film twice. In fact, I may have even now that I think about it, I've probably seen it three times. By the end of it, I remember sobbing. So it just, it hit me. There was a moment, I won't give it away, but there was a moment that hit me and I, the tears were pouring out of my eyes because the, the emotion that I felt from the main character, and it was something that happened in the, the dressing room of the hockey dressing room that made, that really was touching for me. Um, it, it, so it, I felt it did a beautiful job of pulling through and representing the emotions, especially from the male perspective and talking about some of that. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how, how you built these characters and did you pull a lot from your own experience? I'd love for you to just kind of talk on that a little bit. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and like you said, a lot of it, there's a lot of comedy in it. And it, cause I felt like, first of all, that's just the way I work in my head. It's like, I think it's funny. Some things are just funny. And also I think comedy helps make it, you know, connecting with a difficult issue and make, I, I call the movie almost like a Trojan horse. You know, it's like you go in with the comedy, but by the time you're done and we get into that climactic locker scene, you're just like, holy cow, what? I had no idea that it was going to be this emotionally powerful. And, um, and uh, so, so the, the character, so one thing that really drove it is I do have a friend who's like one of the fun, I mean, he's, he's one of the funniest guys that I've ever met. He does remind me, is this, it's like Jim Carrey, another great Canadian if Jim Carrey was like your friend, you know, he's kind of like that kind of personality. He's just, just funny. And so he was always my, I guess people said, he's your muse. I'm like, okay, he's my, he was my muse. So I imagine him in all of these different situations going through the whole journey. Um, and then imagined him in some of these just funny, crazy things. And I always thought the sports analogy of being, being interviewed before you go out, take your first shot on net and you're all excited and everything's fun. And, you know, just like a couple who's just starting to try, right? That's like a really big thing and it's exciting. And I remember as a man, all of a sudden feeling really important. Like before it was like, ah, whatever, you know, but now it's like, hey, you know, you're an important part of this show. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of a fun feeling to feel so important, right? Um, And then as it goes along, so, so this guy was a friend of mine, Todd, he's just a great guy. And I imagine he was always my muse as I thought through the entire the entire story. So yes, it was drawn a lot from my experience there. Um, and, and then some of like, you know, the coach in the beginning that gives his, you know, funny speech, that was totally a coach, you know, gym teacher I had in high school, coach Fuhrer, just a great guy. Um, so there were definitely characters and like, uh, uh, that came to mind. So I've got another, a couple other friends who were like, yeah, that was definitely, um, you know, the Rick character, who's like the really close friend. And he's like a stand up guy. And he's not a really talkative guy. But he's there, you know, he's going to be there with his friend, and whatever it takes. And that that male connection, it's very, it's not as, you know, maybe, um, I don't know, out there as maybe another relation, but it's it's like, it's there. And I wanted to say that, yeah, that's there, too. And it's really important. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of it came from characters, people I knew. And then some of the experiences, um, you know, were also like, you know, going to the baby showers and it just being difficult going to those kind of events. So those are 
those are very real. Um, and so, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that came from my own personal experience. Yeah. You, I just think you did a great job, um, connecting with the emotion that will validate and, you know, this film is not just for men. It's for everybody. As we, as you mentioned, sort of at the top of the episode, it's, uh, for partners, for people who are supporting loved ones, who people who want to understand, you know, maybe it is a member of your beer league hockey team who is like, okay, I found out my friend is struggling. How do I support them? How do I understand that, you know, he's been really angry lately or really snappy or really withdrawn. I feel like it does a great job of providing context to the lived experience of so many people. So kudos to you because I, I, I think that the film is just a great um, example of so many of yeah. the feelings. Emotions. And you know, one of the, one of the characters, Rachel, who's like the, the one who it's like, she's the, this is a scene at the baby shower. So it's like, she represents it's kind of a caricature of all the things you do not say to somebody going through infertility. You know, you just don't say that, you know, it's like, you know, your time will come, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, you should freeze your eggs. You know, it's like, uh, you know, do you have a asking if you have a bun in the oven? So like, she's kind of the caricature of all those things that um, when you're going through this, like you just, it's like, you just don't say that to people going through this. You just don't say it. And um so that was another little, it's, it's funny, but it's also kind of, it's sad because it obviously deeply affects them. Uh, the couple. Yeah. Jamie and Jack. Exactly. And, you know, we, we have some, we do some social media posts on things not to say and people, most often people in your life, they're not saying it to be hurtful. It's no, they just don't know any better. Um, yeah. or they're not as educated or they feel awkward and just want to fill the space with something that seems positive to them. Um, yeah. so yeah, you did a really good job of, uh, that was a great scene. Probably like on the inside, I was giggling because yes, I am on the other side of my fertility journey. So it, it hit me in a different light, but it was like, yes, said that someone said that to me. Someone said that to me. <laughs> heard that a lot of times. So so many people within the fertility community will connect with the story that you told. It's just, anyway, I, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of, and I think know. the other thing you mentioned is that another thing that was really important to me was to honor every journey, knowing that there are many different journeys. Some people may decide they just don't want to go down this path and they say, you know what, we're going to be, we're going to be, um, you know, childless by choice and we're going to be happy without children. Some people are going to decide, well, you know, we'll adopt some people may decide to go through sperm or egg donors, surrogates, you know, and, and I wanted the film to be open-ended in that it tries to honor every possible different journey. You know, uh, there is no correct path and that every path is okay, no matter what it is for you. Um, and I, that was really important to me. And so I tried to I tried to do that and make it open-ended enough so that in the end, you're like, Hey, that's what the, their path was, whatever it ended up being. And that was okay with them, but any other path is okay too. Yeah. Yeah. You just, it's, it's very representative and uh, such a great uh, piece of work. Absolutely. And something that's certainly missing from the support network within the fertility community. So we add this to our resource of items that, 
people can connect to, to uh, help them along their path to parenthood. Yeah. And I mean, it really, it's a short film. So it's like a 23 minute film. It's pretty bite-sized. And um, I think it's, that makes it in some ways, I think that makes it very approachable and easy because mm-hmm. you can, you know, and it's on free on YouTube. So I think it's as ideal as it can be in terms of making it accessible to people, hopefully, hopefully people find it to be a, a good blend of funny. Um, and if you play hockey or, or any, yeah. anything related to hockey, then it, you know, it definitely will hit even more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of the scenes are straight out of beer league hockey, you know, where like they get into a little altercation of sorts. And I mean like that, if you've played enough beer league hockey, you're like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's so great. So hi, if people want to watch the film, uh, as you said, you can watch it now for free on YouTube. How do people find it? Really super simple. So just go to YouTube and type in pulling the goalie and it will come up uh, along with a lot of other scenes, but you can see the full 23 minute film will be right there. There's also a trailer. You can watch the trailer also. And then there are select scenes as you go through. But um, if you look for the the main film is 23 minutes long and you just type in pulling the goalie. Uh, you can also go to, um, you know, you can go to the uh, website, ptgmovie.com and uh, that will also have additional information. But like I said, the easiest way is just go straight to YouTube and um, type it in. Go to YouTube, save that video, give Hyga a like, uh, say, leave a comment. Oh, Those for sure. Certainly yeah, helpful. Like <laughs> yeah. 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 So hi, honestly, thank you so much for, I mean, we connected several years ago at this point when you were sort of pre-production and then we reconnected once you had, you know, sort of shot the film. We talked about different ideas that you were, uh, had written about. So this has really been nice to see this, you know, come full circle. I, um, appreciate you reaching out to us and for you to creating this resource that really um, is impact impacting a huge number of people in the community and the people who are supporting them as a result of your, you know, real blood, sweat and tears. I know that you were recording, listen, you were recording this into the wee hours of the morning because when you're in a hockey arena in what, October or November or something, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You only could record at night because minor hockey and beer league hockey actually were happening in the arena. Uh, yeah. Midnight to noon was our shooting schedule for four nights. And it was like, that was not easy. I can tell you uh, midnight to noon shift. So <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys did uh, a great job. So before we wrap up, Hyg, is there anything you want to leave uh, with our listeners? Really, I just, uh, I, I guess I thanks for the opportunity uh, to be on Fertility Matters. And um, and really, I hope the film, you know, if you just kind of give it, a, give it a chance and it, I think it'll give a chuckle for starts and then, you know, it'll be funny and then it'll roll into something that I do hope connects with people. And I truly want as many people to see as possible. And I hope that it helps people as they go through their own journeys, whatever those journeys may be. So thanks in advance for giving it a look. I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, you did a great job. Listen, Haig, thank you so much for your time. This has been another episode of Fertility in Focus, a podcast by Fertility Matters Canada. 
A reminder, Fertility Matters is a registered Canadian charity. And if you have the means to do so, you can make a donation to our charity. Any donation over $20 receives a tax receipt. Uh, and that your generous donation allows us to continue bringing programming like this to you for free. We'll see you next time. 